0: Did you know that there are literally dozens of podcasts dedicated to the Cleveland Browns, but not one dedicated to Cleveland culture and general shit-talking?
1: Have you ever heard someone say, what the fuck is in Cleveland, and thought, I wish I had something I could throw in their face?
0: Well, get ready, baby, because we're here to talk all things Cleveland, current events, local news,
1: arts and culture, food, millennial musings, and
0: maybe some murder.
1: That's Audrey Imes.
0: That's Ryan Judy. And, and we'll, we'll see, you see you in
1: Cleveland. Cleveland.
0: spooked ryan yeah i love spooky stuff we're gonna edit out that laugh (laughs) yes we are i'm gonna delete that tomorrow you won't even know what i'm talking about world we're always a little bit spooked yeah and this week has been particularly spooky for us because this past weekend our dearest dearest friend chelsea oh should i use her last name (gasps) Oh, what if I just went, fine. What if when I we'll say your last name, it goes beep? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> okay, but it can't be too loud and piercing. Okay. Okay. It'll be but the Chelsea, softest beep you've ever heard. Like beep. Use that, noise. but a little bit more
1: upbeat than that.
0: Beep. There you go. There you go. Just take that sound and insert it back there. I will. Okay, we'll do that. So this past weekend, our dear friend Chelsea was visiting us. And we got to do so many fun things with her all over Cleveland and she is a c u in Cleveland super fan mm,
1: she calls it c u i c
0: c u i c hashtag c u i c
1: just to be candid isn't really
0: is really something
1: we're adopting
0: I mean <laughs> I don't want to because it's not it's it would have to be s y i c yeah. Technically, so that part bothers me, but I also get it. I get, like, I totally get it. Sure. So I'm not working against it. I'm not promoting it. C-U-I-C. We love you, Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea also coined the phrase, Clee Curious, just so re- Oh, wait, that was our review. Okay, Chelsea wrote our review. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll edit that a little bit out. But while Chelsea was here, because she's such a C-U-I-C... Super fan. Mm-hmm. We took her to do a few of the things that we've covered on this podcast, including the Buckland Museum of Witchcraft on the And west magic. Side. And magic.
1: <laughs> yeah, magic. The K, can't yes. forget it.
0: So we took her to the Buckland Museum this weekend, did the tour, perused the gift shop. Mm-hmm. It was much more crowded than the last it's time. Very crowded. Yeah. There
1: was a ton of people in there. Whereas before, whenever we were there, there was like one other person. Yeah.
0: And we were like basically the only ones. Yeah.
1: And Elias was there giving his readings. Yeah. So people were lined up for the Elias. Cards.
0: There was a group of three ladies who I overheard were like like a mother and two daughters and they were all getting readings, which of course my ass, I'm immediately doing math, like holy shit, that's like a hundred dollars a day. Like that's crazy. Yeah. But
1: And you know hey, what was spooky about those people? Is that we saw them at Target later. We saw them
0: again. So naturally our day consisted of the witchcraft museum, coffee, and then getting Target, doing a Target run. And yes, we were walking down one of the main aisles of Target and these bitches, like three witches, just come walking right at us. Do you think? Fresh palm red. Do you think they're witches? Maybe. Were they hovering? Like gliding down the aisle? Hmm. Either way, it was spooky that their Saturday was basically the same as our Saturday. But we went back to the Buckland Museum. It was a great time, as always. Chelsea loved it, adored it. And we did a bunch of other things that day that we're going to cover in a, in a little bit. But something else spooky, or that's had me spooked. Oh. This week, I read a really fun story that Franklin Castle, over here in Ohio City, is going to be on the Travel Channel. Oh,
1: nice. No off-brand no, Travel Channel. No, that's is the thing.
0: Like... It's been featured on other travel shows on other networks before, but this is Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel. Yeah, like This premium. is the big league. For sure. This is a big deal. This and isn't no, you know. Ain't no small potatoes <laughs> over here in our pierogies. That's right. The episode's going to air this week on Thursday, which I guess will be the 12th, so before this comes out. so Find it on, it'll be on Hulu or something that you subscribe to. I'm sure you can find it, and the... Camera crews called their paranormal investigation of the castle, quote-unquote, very disturbing. Oh. Which got me thinking. I know about Franklin Castle because we've, you know, lived over there, as we've mentioned, probably a million times by now. And I've seen it before. I drive past it, and I know it's, like, spooky. and It's got, like, history, but I didn't really know that much about it. So, naturally, I went to our old friend Wikipedia, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which we should really donate, like, $5. You
1: can, but I don't use it, so...
0: Wow. <laughs> no, I'm
1: just okay, okay. right. Of course, I use Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Everybody
0: looks at Wikipedia, okay? <laughs> so I naturally went to Wikipedia, and I was taking a look at some of the history of Franklin Castle. So it was originally built. I'll try to do this as abbreviated as possible, mm-hmm. but you know, I love spooky stuff. Ooh. It was originally built in 1881 over the course of two years, so they didn't finish it until 1883 by a famed architectural firm. Called Cuddle and Richardson, and it was built for the for Hans Tiedemann, who was a prosperous German immigrant here, in, who moved here to Cleveland. So they built him this house, and over the course of like the next decade or fifteen years or so, him and his wife lose like four or five of their kids, end up dying of like different medical ailments mm. and things I know. when they're living in this house. And it got to such a point that like. People were sort of like, mm, is your house like kind of fucked up? Is it maybe haunted or something? Mm-hmm. So there's always been these spooky rumors about the house from there. It's also rumored that like Tiedemann himself might have committed some crimes there, mm-hmm. like some weird stuff. That was I won't my get first into. Thought, huh? Right. I mean, because something has to happen in it before it gets haunted. Right. Right. I mean, all these sick kids, I guess, would be a thing. Yeah, I guess it could be built on some like grave or whatever. Right. Maybe That's it's all built on something. Ancient Maybe it's built on a grave site. I was almost going to say from the Cleveland Torso Killer, but that was way later and doesn't make any sense. So uh, in the middle years, according to Wikipedia, the home was owned by a few different, like, German cultural organizations. Then a family bought it in the 60s. Totally said it was haunted, said it was super spooky in there. They ended up selling it to... Another guy who tried to turn it into a church. And in order to do that, he did like haunted tours and overnight stays. He ended up losing it at some point, though. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1982, it was put on the National Register of Historic Places. And this interesting fact, in 1984... A guy named Michael DeVinco bought it, and he was Judy Garland's fifth and last husband. Hmm. Or if you saw the movie Judy, that snack who she's with until the very end. <laughs> that guy apparently bought this house in Ohio City in the in the nineteen eighties, probably with money maybe he got from Judy somehow. I, I don't know. And he purchased it, and almost immediately started making major renovations. Over the next ten years, he spent close to a million dollars renovating the castle. Despite all of it, he put it up for sale in nineteen ninety-four. Since then, it's been like tossed around, but it—it it, it, somebody owns it. Like it says in two thousand eleven, yeah, but they don't do
1: any tours or anything like that. Right?
0: No, it says that in two thousand eleven, it was rezoned and allowed to become a three-family dwelling. So, and then it was for sale. And that's kind of the last thing it says about, oh, somebody bought it. The Cleveland Building and Housing Department issued a permit for residential exterior alterations in 2012. Local news sources have reported that the buyer intends to convert the the building into three family homes. Who would live there? I would 100%. Is it affordable? That sounds super spooky and cool. It's a super cool house. It's a great location.
1: I could not see you living in a haunted house and you going there openly.
0: I got my dog. If I didn't have my dog, but she's gonna let me know. immediately. I'm doing month to month. Don't
1: come calling me. Don't when you got <laughs> ghosts in your place? It's so.
0: Well, your dog from here, turns though. on you. You don't I'm think insane. it could ever? Oh no. <laughs> anyway, Franklin Castle—they'll be on the Travel Channel this week. That's on really Ghost cool. Adventures. I, I definitely want to check it out because I never want to check that show out I know. ever. I think a couple people I know watch that show. Like my aunt and my 14-year-old cousin, I think, watches it. So I like them yeah,
1: it. I like ghost stuff. And it's so, somewhere in Cleveland. Like, that's cool. Cleveland I want to see what map. it kind of looks like, too, on the inside. I've never been. Well, obviously, you have never that's been true. inside. Obviously. We, we're not, we don't have that kind of
0: access. <laughs> we're not influencers like that. So check that out. Putting Cleveland on the map. We love it. Speaking of terrible TV shows. Ryan and I are knee deep in one of the best terrible shows I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. And that's Love is Blind. I'm just, I'm not even going to lead right blind. up to it. I always <laughs> do want to do the lead in. And Ryan's like, can we just say it? But I, I have to lead in. And you're right though. Love is Blind. L-I-B. Lib. If you're, you know. If you're me. If you're me. If <laughs> you're talking to me. I'll know what you mean. Nobody else will. Maybe that's a good thing. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, we were definitely not like itching to watch it. I don't Absolutely think. Not.
0: I was avoiding it actually because girls at my work were watching it and just hearing them talk about it. I was like, this show sounds so god awful. But I should have known there was something to it because they were like clearly obsessed with it. I had right. seen other people being obsessed with it.
1: Yeah. I love shitty reality TV, but I'm not a fan of The Bachelor. So I was kind of conflicted. I'm like, will I draw? like it? You're
0: like, right. let me draw this line. It's I will watch line. anything MTV produces, but I will not watch The Bachelor. I just, it's, it's okay. Everybody has those guilty pleasures. And for some people, it's terrible reality TV. Yeah. And this is now my guilty pleasure, is this show, which I don't even feel guilty about it because I feel like everybody's fucking watching it.
1: Yeah, totally. For anybody
0: who isn't, the format is basically, they bring all these hot people together and they put them in these pods where they do dates with one another, but they can't actually see each other. They can just hear each other. And it goes on for so... I think they go into this these apartments where all they can do is talk to each other in the pods and they're there right. for like a few weeks.
1: Yeah, but they were only there for
0: like four days. days.
1: No, they were only there for like four no, or five no. days. Yes. They really? were only there for four or five days before they left. Yes.
0: <laughs> Ryan is so adamant. He's like, yes, It was Audrey. crazy.
1: I remember... Don't you remember really? them being in Mexico and it'd be like seven days oh my God, you're right. <laughs> to this thing and you're true. like, what the fuck? So
0: here's my thing though. Like, they could have taken a little more Like, do you think... What if?
1: <sighs> I'm pretty sure that Damien proposed to Lauren in like two days on that show. Unless they, maybe he didn't. They just edited I see, right. it that way. We watched
0: it all so fast. Maybe I just want it to make sense more. So I'm trying to make it weeks in my head. But you're right. The more you're talking, you're absolutely right. They end up, after just a a few days of talking to each other over these intercoms, and then deciding that they are in love with each other enough that they're going to get married, they propose to one another through the pods, and then they get to meet each other Mm, other face-to-face for the first time. They don't have any idea what one another Mm -hmm. looks like. Which, can I just say, first of all... And I think Chelsea actually was the one who brought this up. I would absolutely be trying to pair up with one of those dudes and be like, all right, you tell me what all these dudes look like. I'll tell you what all these chicks look like. Yeah. I, I would they're... have tried to
1: gain the giness system somehow.
0: Absolutely. Anytime anybody, like there were even a couple moments where somebody said little things that would like le- let you know that they're like really good looking. Yeah. But I would be so skeptical. I'd be like, what if they're just saying that? Yeah. What if they're not that
1: no good Everyone was good looking.
0: Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Here's something you should know about the show that makes it more interesting, too. Not everybody you see who goes and does the pods... Ends up, you know, continuing and actually getting engaged. There's like all these people, like this guy Rory, fucking Rory. And they,
1: they don't really acknowledge them, but it's not like you get to meet yeah. them. They're just kind of there. They're just kind of in
0: the background, except for this one guy, Rory, who every time one of the main dudes who ends up like getting engaged, getting married and shit, every time one of them is like really struggling with it, they always cut to him fucking sitting there hashing it out and broing it out with Rory. Right. And the whole time I'm like, who is Rory? Why is, he's helping all these dudes, he's clearly a therapist for all these dudes, but like, is he finding love? Is he focused on everybody else too much? Rory, don't squander this opportunity. Well,
1: and we heard from our friend that there were couples that they actually didn't end up, so what happens after they see each other face to face is they go on their honeymoons to Mexico. Right. And so I think there was five couples that went to Mexico, but I guess there were two other couples that ended up getting engaged.
0: Oh, that's right. That didn't
1: go on the trip, apparently, supposedly. And one of those couples was Rory and whoever he met. So it's like, why wasn't Rory interesting enough? Because trust me... There are a couple was. of couples that I'm like, these are duds. Like, these are duds. Unfortunately, these are clearly
0: people who are, don't belong together and this is not. And I guess that's the whole point because it makes it entertaining. I've never watched a show so ridiculous and, and like with people that are so crazy and, and still had so much to say about it the entire time. They're, I don't know. Like I can watch terrible MTV shows, but it, I get to a point where I'm just like tired of it and I can't. Take it mm. seriously enough to even like joke about it anymore. Where this one, I was like, give me more because I know I have commentary. Yeah,
1: I think it was just so crazy and that it just progressively was getting crazier and still was so like unfathomable what was happening. Yes. <laughs> to me, that it was very entertaining to watch. Okay, but wait, a couple of my favorite things from the show.
0: <laughs> yes, please.
1: Was, and I saw this in, in a tweet when I was reading things about it, but. Whenever Nick Lachey, because Nick Lachey and his wife, oh, Vanessa Lachey, host the show, but they're really only in it like three different times. We haven't and they just them reiterate them. what the show is about Every each of those time times. They come on. Yeah. Very strange. But they're hosts. But whenever Nick Lachey introduces himself, he's like, and I'm obviously Nick Lachey." <laughs>
0: Obviously, <laughs> And Obviously. it was funny,
1: like, that's so ridiculous. But also, like, I'm, I had that comment. I was like, no one younger than us knows
0: no who Nick is. No one. Absolutely not. We are for sure the cap, I think, or of the Nick Lachey bottle. For Absolutely, sure. There's no way young people know who Nick Lachey is. And also, yeah, notice we've talked about the show for several minutes now. And I have not mentioned them one time because they are barely in it. Part of which I think is maybe Netflix trying to figure out how to incorporate hosts into their formats without needing to pay them, without needing for to pay, pay them, episode, a lot, I guess, and also knowing that we're going to binge it. Yeah, and if we see so really much matter. of the host, is it you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we don't need somebody to catch us up because it hasn't been a week,
1: that's true. But
0: there's still a lot more of that. If Netflix is interested in hearing our thoughts,
1: yeah, well, then you can reach
0: us on, on email, on right? Gmail.
1: The host just should become a
0: narrator. They right, like they be.
1: narrate moments, and it doesn't have to be a lot because there are some ho- there are some shows that have hosts that will only narrate it like a few times right. throughout the show, but it's still enough where you feel focused.
0: Shoot it all, and then bring Lache and bring the Lachets into the studio to shoot little like fucking intros. Like, who knows what's gonna happen next?
1: I'm obviously Nick Lachey. Obviously. Okay, my other favorite part. I don't want to talk about Love Is Blind too much. It's okay,
0: but it's hard not to. It's
1: um, okay. Jessica. Jessica. One of the people on the show who is what seems to be widely disliked. Yeah. For reasons, but also, like, we shouldn't drag her too much. We don't need to drag
0: somebody so hard, I don't think. Yeah, for sure. She didn't spit on anybody's grandma yet that I've seen. I'm not quite done with the season.
1: But what she did do... Oh, no. ...was... Was feed her dog wine? (laughs) And just like the... I was so shocked whenever it happened. Like, I couldn't even believe it because it happened so quickly. She was having an argument, of course. A very, like...
0: Heated, like, I think I wouldn't even say it was an argument. They but... were having a discussion, and her guy Mark is like, I woohoo, a little crazy, a little crazy. And he's talking to her, and I'm pretty sure the words that had just come out of his mouth were like, I'm okay mentally, like, I'm all right, I'm okay,
1: I'm not crazy,
0: at I'm not it. crazy. And at that very moment, she just reaches her wine glass down with this like dark red wine and gives some to her dog, and her dog just like laps a little. Yes, <laughs> and then below.
1: she's just like, she loves wine, she
0: loves wine in the
1: middle of this. <laughs> discussion.
0: <laughs> it was really so crazy. So
1: shocking. And
0: as a dog owner, I did I did have to Google it because grapes are toxic to dogs. You're not supposed to give your mm-hmm. dog all grapes. Allegedly though, something about the process of making the grape to the wine must make it not Is as a- toxic. Because it did say online that you can give wine to a dog. It won't kill it unless you give it too much. Mm-hmm. And it affects dogs just like it does people. Like They'll get drunk and get right. alcohol poisoning. So I'm not gonna like totally. Sh- it was yeah. Honestly, I mean, people giving do, the do that, the and wine... there is
1: no judgment for that. It's the fact that she did it on Out TV. None
0: of her class. of her class. In the She's middle like... of
1: this discussion, and then the Netflix including it, like the whole combo right. of it happening well, is so like
0: had to include <laughs> that. Let's be real. But yeah, I mean, if she had, like, poured the dog, like, a tiny cup of wine and let it, like, you know, just, like, a little bit, that still would have been odd. But the thing I couldn't stop thinking about is I have, we have two dogs in our house, and, like, they, their water bowl gets gross. Like, dogs... Can't drink without back back washing a little bit. So like my first But dog dogs' is mouths
1: like, are cleaner than humans' mouths.
0: No, they're sometimes they're not. Sometimes they just eat shit outside. <laughs> is that or lick their or asshole. Is it true? I think that's true, okay. but I also am still not gonna like I let my dog lick my face and stuff, but I'm not gonna fucking I don't know. Yeah,
1: I need to see more hard evidence on that one. Right. Like whose mouths are they testing? Right. Do they br- like what are their
0: old? S- yeah. <laughs> Anyway, love is blind. Do you have any other thoughts or commentary? We're probably we neither of us have finished it yet. We're both like we're on the last. Basically, I just keep falling asleep because I'm old. And I can't finish it, but I'm gonna try to finish it. Let's be real;
1: it's really not that exciting anymore. That's the we're thing. We're it over was. It's
0: done. It was way more exciting when we were all watching it together. Mm-hmm. When I went home and tried to watch it, I was not as like I was yeah. still like I gotta know how it ends. But yeah.
1: there were definitely a, f- a few moments where I wanted to be like, ah.
0: right, right, right. <laughs>
1: I was like, oh my god, I should text them, but I'm like, whatever. I'm like, they're gonna be watching to this myself. part. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm gonna try to finish it. I hope everybody else checks it out too.
1: Is Love Blind? I'm pretty sure it's not. It's
0: definitely. Not. <laughs> It's 100% not. Watching these people try to be like, I'm just trying to match the face with the voice, you know? Like, when you have, like, a totally different concept in your head of what someone's going to look like, that's code for he's a fucking uggo, (laughs) and I'm trying to get used to it. So, whatever.
1: So yeah, so we had a great weekend watching Love is Blind, binging
0: Love is Blind,
1: binging Love is Blind. Um, But we also went to one of our favorite brunch spots in Cleveland, and that's the Black Pig. Yes, in Ohio City. Once again, another Ohio City restaurant. I know everyone on the East Side is still like, "What the fuck are they ever going to go somewhere?" I'll try to get there like next week.
0: I'll do my best.
1: But Black Pig. Is amazing. Actually, I've never eaten the, in, there for dinner or lunch. <laughs> no. So I don't know what their other menus like. I imagine it's fantastic, though, because their brunch is very
0: well done. To me, a high-end brunch. Oh, really. I'd say for sure. It's very, like, fancifully plated, and the place is very swanky. An exclusive feeling, mm-hmm. and the food is delicious. Everything. I think they try to do like it seems like everything's like Ohio local, like it yes. references being from like around the area, which is always cool. They have delicious meats for breakfast. The yes. sausage, yes, is amazing. The
1: breakfast sausage is so massive. And then the what I got was the breakfast sandwich, and it came with like a the sausage they use for that, but in like a patty form. Wasn't it
0: two patties on there? Yes, you said? and
1: like two eggs scrambled eggs with like spinach i think in them it was, it was a nice touch yeah it was a hefty it was a delicious breakfast sandwich i saw it on their instagram and i was like i don't really it. Get that.
0: Getting and of it. course
1: they're crispy potatoes What's that come del- with everything. oh my yes God. they're
0: like these little those little like fingerling potatoes you guys but they make them crispy and they're so good i always get them if even if what i'm getting doesn't come with them i usually add them on the side because they're they're always really crunchy and crispy, and, and but also potato and delicious. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, I mean, the short rib hash, amazing. The amazing. French toast is amazing. Their brulee bacon is even, so good.
0: Even just their toast. It's like yeah. these this huge slice of, I, I'm not even sure what kind of bread. I'm ashamed of myself for not knowing, but it's like these huge slices of this really delicious bread with really good, real butter on it. And I did mess up my. I did order something a little out of the box for myself.
1: Because mm, you got toast, technically.
0: I sort of got toast. I got what, basically an egg in a nest. I can't remember how they phrased it, they had a different phrasing for it. But that's put a toad in a hole, yeah, is something that a thing? Like that. I think so. I've always called it an egg in a nest. It was a large piece of their toast with an egg cooked in the middle of it, like where you cut a hole in the bread. This was my favorite kind of egg to learn how to make in my home ec class in mm-hmm. high school. I've I never like, made that. That's yeah. That sounds great. It's really easy, mm. and it's so it feels so special for yourself. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so I ordered it because I thought it was a sure thing, and it said on the menu that it had raclette cheese, like R A C L E T T E, I believe. And I was like, I've heard of this cheese. This is definitely a stinky cheese. I think it's really creamy and good, though. Mm. And I'll like it. Mm. Yeah, I've never heard of that cheese. So internally, I decided to order it. And then when I said it to the waitress, Chelsea went, you like raclette cheese? If I'm even saying it right. And I was like, yeah, I think so. I like stinky cheeses. I like funky cheese. (laughs) And she was like, okay, So I placed my order, and when our food was coming, Ryan, I could smell that fucking cheese like five feet away, (laughs) and it smelled like dog ears, like Mm. gross, like dirty. It was the worst smell. It smelled like an elephant's ass. I hated it. That's what it reminded me of. It was like way too sour and pungent and awful, and I literally sat there, and you watched me. I didn't know what to do at first. I was literally just going to like order something else or just like get Taco Bell on the way home. I wasn't sure, (laughs) but I ended up picking the cheese. Like pulling the cheese off yeah. the bread. And just eating. The and bread. just eating the like half bread and the egg. Thankfully the cheese wasn't right on the egg. It was just on the bread.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I just imagine that whoever bust my plate or like took her on my plate was like, this person sent back eight dollars of worth this fucking expense. <laughs> I know it's an expensive cheese. Right. But everything else I've ever had at Black Pig is delicious. And if you like that stinky ass cheese, you would probably love the toad in a hole yeah. for breakfast because it, 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 was, it was good other than that for me. Mm-hmm. And everything else has been amazing.
1: Yeah, I've never had a bad meal there. So definitely go to Black Pig for brunch. Go to Black
0: Pig for brunch. Plan for parking. It might take you a minute to find parking. I'm always going to point out when it's hard <laughs> to find parking. <laughs> Speaking of hard to find parking. Oh, like, I hate it. We do hate it. I especially really hate it though. We went to uh, another event recently that we wanted to feature Mix at the Cleveland Museum of Art. Yes,
1: I'm, my first
0: time. Your first mix. time? I didn't even realize it was your first time going. To I, had one. I don't no think idea you what said that. Expect. Maybe you did. Yeah, I've been to a few of them, maybe like two or three in the past. And what it is for anybody who hasn't seen it, it basically the Art Museum puts on an event once a month. I believe it's usually the first Friday of the month, where the art the museum's open till ten o'clock. The galleries are only open till nine, mm-hmm. but there's a big beautiful atrium in the Cleveland Museum of Art. And they leave that open till ten and there's a DJ and there's a couple bars set up. They have their like restaurant with their food and like cafe open so you can grab some dinner while you're there. And it's basically like a mixer fucking evening dancing event at the art museum right this month's theme was masquerade obviously in line with mardi gras and the whole like jazz new orleans theme going on the dj played a lot of music that was like very inspired from that genre and culture so it was really cool um I love that they have, um, like, usually, like, some sort of craft that you can, like, do. Like, this time there was, like, masks that you could, like, go over and make. Yeah. If I can, like, make a Mardi Gras mask and have a couple cocktails and walk around the art museum with your drunk girlfriends. Like, it's a fun night. For sure. It's definitely a good date night, I'd say, if you're a couple. Because it, you know, can also be very intimate. You could do some heavy, you know... There's a lot of different in. things
1: to do. Like you could go look at art, you can get food, you, you can could, get a drink, you could stand around, talk. You, you could, could dance. palms to the
0: floor, grind on yeah. him. Ooh, like whatever. Yeah, we sure. saw some of that. We saw some of that. Oh yeah. Uh, cause people get a little bit lit toward the end of the night, but it was it's a great time. But yeah. we have some thoughts, <laughs> I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. I was just gonna say, yeah, it's a great time if there was like half as many people there absolutely just because it was like so crowded like Mm -hmm. hard to walk around like in in the atrium at least there was not that many people actually in the art museum looking at things or looking at the art it's
0: certainly not that many considering how many people i feel like everybody probably moseys up there at some point and looks around because it's like part of the experience i would guess for anybody who comes but i agree that there seemed like less, a lot less people doing that. But whenever, which I'm actually fine with, because whenever I do see like people who've been downstairs for a while coming up to look at the art, I'm usually worried they're gonna fucking like fall into yeah, something. I can't believe
1: they trust. People. I can't
0: believe it. they probably are like, no, that's fine. Don't worry about the art. Yeah, just stay down here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't because I don't trust myself so right. bad
0: in the art museum.
1: Sometimes, as you know, we've had some close encounters. Ryan
0: has damn near gotten himself banned from the Cleveland oh, Museum I wouldn't of say Art. Banned.
1: They don't ban you for touching. A they feed, can ban
0: they? you for touching. Absolute. I would ban you for touching. What did
1: they?
0: Oh, sorry, Andrew's phone just went off. I just got a news alert from KETV Channel Seven in Omaha. Is it another coronavirus? Let's see. A little taste of Omaha for the Cleveland Douglas County Health Department announces fourth case Four of coronavirus. Cases.
1: Well, there's three in Cleveland
0: or Cairo. I can't County. believe we haven't talked about it yet. It ties in well with uh, Mix, actually, because that was one of my concerns after the fact (laughs) is, shit, I just went to this really overcrowded event in Cuyahoga County last week. Hopefully none of those people were there or anybody who knows them. I'm not trying to be pandemic panic.
1: Yeah. Well, I did hear on the radio,
0: though, that
1: one of the people who has a case in Cuyahoga County, I think is younger based on the context, but was traveling for a school sport and... On,
0: a, on like a bus with like Ooh, a bunch of other people. I just saw a big bus, one of those parents' buses, on my way here on the highway, and I was like, "I would not be going on a bus. I'm not going on a bus. I I'm mean, not going on a plane. I'm not going on a cruise.
1: None of it." It's very. It's. I feel like highly likely if you were on a bus with someone who
0: had that virus, it has it spread hits, to those right? people. Like if that <laughs> person, those people touch I guess more like, people. I don't understand enough about it that if somebody like coughs, like <coughs>
1: it's like three feet.
0: So I, like, I coughed on you right now and i had it you would get it i think so or you could get it i think yeah maybe you, not yeah, guaranteed, yeah for but sure like, but
1: you could yeah because that's like how long it takes before what it if i
0: in the air. what if i was like <clears throat> on my hand and You're then like 20 the minutes later i touched you oh yeah <laughs> <your face. laughs> yeah now yeah, i definitely no. won't get it
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i just have sort of mentally prepared for the idea that I I might get it. Some people I know might get it. Yeah, I'm just hoping that not too many old people get it, and it's not like because I feel like that's where a lot of the fatalities are coming from usually.
1: I do think that we're taking enough preventative measures where it really won't spread that much, just because like I mean, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders were supposed to come to Cleveland tonight. We're recording on Tuesday, and they canceled.
0: They canceled. Like
1: all the universities in the area are having classes online.
0: My dad works for Akron, and my brother goes there, and. And I know they just, you know, heard tonight that I think it's Akron, Kent, OSU. Those are the big ones I've heard so mm-hmm. far.
1: Yeah, I wonder if OU will be in that.
0: Anyway, we're off on a real tangent here with this coronavirus. But it is obviously front and center. It's on everybody's mind. Yeah. I was concerned about it when I was thinking back to the MIX event that we went to at the Art Museum, though. Just because, as I said, it was a really big crowd. Other thoughts I had about MIX... The crowd was too big. I think they should probably cap those tickets a little sooner. But I get it. I mean, they want to make money. But, like, I might not go to another one. Is that
1: too controversial? Yeah, I would go, but just not. I would go from 6 to 8 instead of
0: 8 to 10. That is, might be it, good it advice. what I would like to go. Maybe that's <laughs> what we... Maybe that's what I really mean. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because it seems like... Whenever we got there was, like, prime time, 8, 8 o'clock. And, like, you, you were right. Like, people were starting to get a little drunk, a little, right. just a bit more,
0: like... We did go later than we normally would have. I didn't think too much about that. So maybe that's the advice. I recommend checking it out. I would try to go early. Mm-hmm. Maybe go and get dinner after. Yeah. Could be a way to do it.
1: Yeah. It's 10 bucks in advance, $15 a day of, and right. free if you're a member. Which I think what you asked how much a membership was to the, Cl- the Cleveland Museum of Art, and it
0: was $55. Did she say a dollar amount? I thought she just went, it's very affordable, and handed me a brochure. Oh. Oh, I had all these documents. We have all these documents about the art museum. But I took all this shit and I even put it in a paper clip and I forgot oh, all about oh. it until just now.
1: There's was even a notebook, piece of notebook paper. Oh, that's a
0: Christmas list actually for my There's uncle. also
1: a bunch of little handouts. There's something about the mix. All this marketing like. stuff I took. March is for members.
0: So I'm taking a look at their membership levels now. To be a friend of the museum is $65 a year. Okay. To be a partner, which is basically the benefits, but for two people, is a $90 a year commitment. So we should do that together. Be partners. If you're an ambassador, which is the best value, you get the benefits for two people, including admission to more than 40 art museums nationwide. Well, that's kind of cool. Mm. I would do something like that. It's $140. The next mix at the art museum is going to be on Friday, April 3rd. And the theme is Viva! 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 Viva celebrates the many cultures of Latin America with music, dance, and works of art. The Art Museum is also doing a community open house on Friday, March 20th. It's a family-friendly evening of British culture, past and present, and it's marking the reopening of the British Collection Gallery. So you get to do, like, there's gonna be some speakers, British art, British music. It's open to all. It's free. Sweet. It's on March 20th. So check out all the great events from the Cleveland Museum of Art and invite us because we want to go too.
1: So this episode will be coming out on the 14th, which is just three days before the primary. So hopefully you're
0: listening to this in that three day time span. If you're not listening to this the day it comes out, what kind of super fan are you, Chelsea?
1: Because <laughs> you the w- only one listening. <laughs> <laughs> because what we're going to talk about are the primaries and specifically what's on the Ohio ballot and some of the districts kind of up for grabs here.
0: Yes. Ryan and I have done extensive research into all of the issues. Extensive. And all of the candidates that are on the ballots across Northeast Ohio. (laughs) We've really dedicated ourselves to thoroughly researching this segment and ensuring that we're bringing you only the most up-to-date Accurate and un, uh, not bipartisan information yes. possible. So, um, no, none of that sh- is true <laughs> except for shit. the
1: last part. We, I sure. definitely <laughs> want to try to stick <laughs> to being as objective as possible. Right. Um, Especially
0: when we're rating the candidates by their looks. Yeah. I'm going to be really (laughs) objective. No, Ryan's going to take this super seriously because it is a serious thing. For
1: sure. And we're not really going to go into the politics of these people that much. Just kind of talk about them and what's up. and
0: Are they hot? Yeah.
1: Just to further educate. Because honestly, for doing the little research I did for this, there was not a lot of articles and a lot of online resources that were like a complete guide to this stuff like I had to look at multiple different sites piece things together even just to get like a full picture of things Hmm. okay so I do still think that there is like there's ballot oh there's ballotpedia which seems to be like the largest player in this kind of space where you're supposed to research ballots and issues and what's going to be on them Ballotpedia though has a not a great user interface. Um, and it just was kind of hard to find information. So March 17th is the primary. And there are a few things I want to note even before we get into the candidates. Okay. One is that there are three polling places in in the area that will be changing to six different locations. Um, that's anywhere from West Park, um, Euclid, Westlake, so pretty much kind of across the map, your polling place could change. So make sure that you know where to find your polling place, which you can do for, through a simple Google search.
0: If you Google search, where is my polling place?
1: Yeah, there is a website called yourfuckingpollingplace.com.
0: <laughs> so there you go. Check <laughs> And it there. will tell
1: you where your fucking polling place is, which is amazing. I love
0: it. I love everything about this site. That's great.
1: Your polling location could change depending on where you're listening. But also something to note, even bigger than that, I think, is because of the coronavirus, any voting that's going to take place at like senior centers will be relocated to somewhere else. I- and that's, I don't think has been figured out yet. So they're very well over the next week could be some places where you might think that you already know where you're pulling and it's going to change. So just keep updated. And they're right. also taking precautions for the coronavirus at these places. Ooh, I didn't even think about it.
0: All the people were all going to go in those little booths and who knows who was just in there and they didn't wipe their ha- wash their hands right. after they wiped their ass. Yeah,
1: Well, I'm sure they're going to be, I'm hoping that they're going to be like wiping stuff down and.
0: We should be worried about this every time, but... probably, because nobody washes their hands before <laughs> this. But, oh, you're putting all these thoughts into my head that weren't even there. So so
1: between voting day being on March 17th, March 17th being St. Patrick's Day and the coronavirus, we could be experiencing some pretty low turnout here in Ohio,
0: Yeah, which is just
1: another reason why I think we felt like we just needed to kind of bring this up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. To like energize
1: and educate people to vote, because not only is the presidential race extremely important, right? But obviously your local districts
0: um, and issues are very important as well. Oh There's yeah, people. actually. Can I soapbox for one second? You got to vote local. You're not going to change shit by going out and only voting once every four years. Okay, I'm a preach for a minute because that's just the way it is. You got to vote on these judges and these sheriffs and these fucking people who are actually out there practicing the law or what am I trying to say enforcing the law too because that's how things really change yeah and it also starts it with your local representatives
1: for sure and something else that is actually happening that is kind of related to all this is the census right so every 10 years of when they do the census they use those numbers to redraw the congressional maps the districts the districts. And so it's very important to respond to those census because that will ultimately determine how many um, seats a state will get.
0: I mean, it determines how you end up getting represented by your government.
1: Yeah. So there are 16 congressional seats in Ohio right now, and all of them are up for grabs in 2020. Um, And just... I've seen the congressional map for Ohio before, but I guess I never really take a look at Cleveland area because mm. I was trying to see what districts are going to impact us people living with like within thirty miles of Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm, right. And there were like six dish- districts that are that close, and that's how split up the Greater Cleveland and Akron area is. That's
0: a lot to me, especially considering there's only ten in the entire, or I'm sorry, there's only sixteen in the entire state. And you're telling me, like, 6 out of 16 are all around Cleveland. Like, I'm right. sure it's a good portion of the state, but still. Right. It and seems like, like a lot.
1: Yeah, some districts, like Jim Jordan's district, is, like, really spans, like, middle Ohio up to, like, Medina. So, yeah, Jim Jordan, who represents District 4... Um, is kind of an outspoken person on the House floor. Like, I know his name not only from being a congressman from Ohio, but also because he's kind of, like, said some shit, like, during um, the impeachment trial, during the Brett Kavanaugh stuff. Um, But also, more recently, it came out that three former wrestlers at OSU told Jim Jordan that they knew about the sexual abuse claims by the former OSU doctor who treated them, which was a big scandal Mm -hmm. that kind of happened recently. So he kind of knew about the whole thing
0: right? and then
1: just didn't say anything, of course. Ugh,
0: disgusting.
1: Um, he, he denies the allegations. He mm, didn't know anything. We all? Sure. But it doesn't seem like there's any other Republican challenging Jim Jordan. So it kind of seems like it's him up against um, Democrats, which it doesn't seem like, based on what that district looks like, that's very plausible. Mm -hmm. So, some other districts uh, actually is my district that I would like to talk about, which is District 9, which also, if you look at this district on the map, it, like, covers, like, the very northern tip of, like, middle Ohio. Weird. Which is very strange, but it covers, it goes all the way to me from Cedar Point.
0: Like, how are you the same district as Cedar Point? Like, how do you have the same needs and issues And cost of living is people who live by Cedar Point. That's so far away. Ask the people
1: who draw the, apparently it's a very, it seems like a very procedural and legitimate process to draw the maps. Okay. But it's still very gray to me on like what it actually looks like, Mm -hmm. like what factors really go into it. Like besides the census, like I, I just need more specifics that I wasn't able to look up in the very limited time. That I prepared for this. <laughs> so the incumbent, Marcy Captor, she's probably going to get reelected again, but she is going against someone named Pete Rosewitz.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking at Pete right now. Yeah,
1: and he's a mortgage loan officer.
0: No, this guy looks like, he looks like if Christoph Waltz from Inglorious Bastards had a baby with that guy from Mad Men, who plays the British guy who commits suicide, mm-hmm. he's like if the two of them had a baby. Yes, Christoph Waltz that's and that totally guy. right. I can't help but think that immediately, especially from this weird smug picture he's got on Ballotpedia. Some of the background they have on him here. He did get a degree from University of Akron in 2010.
1: He seems pretty hip. It looks like he's going live on his Facebook
0: a lot. So he's clearly playing that millennial game. For sure. So there's, I mean, that's somebody who's, who's, you know, a contender potentially against good old Marcy. She's the incumbent. I'm curious how long she's been doing this. Let me look. She's doing this since 1983.
1: She's been representing this district. For
0: 37 years.
1: Yeah. So she's probably going to get reelected.
0: I'm guessing.
1: However, I, I'm always open to bringing new people in, younger people too, especially
0: who aren't establishment. What do you think is the base salary? To be Marcy as the uh, U.S. District Nine from Ohio representative. Fifty thousand dollars. You really think it's that low?
1: Yeah, I didn't think it was a lot of money, especially for just a, a house seat. One
0: hundred seventy-four thousand dollars.
1: What a year! <laughs> That's in
0: Ohio, folks.
1: No words for how much money that is. Considering the president only gets made gets four hundred thousand. Not that the president should be getting is that a ton of money. Is that even accurate
0: still? Or I'm pretty it? sure. Okay. I just, I feel like I've been hearing that for a long time, so I'm not sure. Ryan just Googled it. That is accurate. He was right. $400,000 a year to the president. And apparently 174000 a year to Marcy. To Marcy Capter. Will her, if she loses, will the next person get that, I wonder? Or has she earned that over like 37 years? Yeah, I don't know years? how that
1: salary works. I She's probably earned
0: that. Yeah. I don't know though.
1: And I'm just going to say, like some of these people who don't have any websites or google presence when you when you're when you're searching them like i'm sorry but we got we got to pick it up here
0: we got to <laughs> we like, got to pick it up
1: here in 2020
0: even if your campaign doesn't have like money for that shit you got a cousin or somebody who can get you like run your facebook for you like Seriously. Come on. and
1: i'll just plug myself because that's something i've always really wanted to do is like help with political <laughs> marketing and communication so Tim i'm totally out? here Tim
0: Connors no i'm
1: young. sorry I don't want to work with No
0: Republicans.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say that, okay? (laughs) I
0: said it. I said it.
1: Okay, so I want to move on to a different district, to someone who is also probably going to get reelected. He's not running challenged. And it's Anthony Gonzalez, who actually is a former Buckeye, and he played for the Buckeyes as a football player. He was drafted to the NFL, but nothing really came of it. But it seems like he is really well liked.
0: So my question for you, Ryan, is he a snack? He is. Okay, hold on. I'll Google him in that case.
1: Well, he's not like a big snack.
0: You're like backpedaling now that I'm Googling him. I mean, for a House of Representative guy, he looks like the guy on House of Cards who gets drunk driving, who's the alcohol problem. Yes. He's that guy. Yeah, for he's sure. literally that guy. Yeah. It's probably based on him.
1: <laughs> slander <laughs> honestly probably and he just um he just recently was elected in i'm sure he'll he'll continue that
0: look there's his wedding picture cute oh cute cute those are all over google that's gotta be awkward
1: so anthony gonzalez he's in the 16th district of ohio are which we endorsing is, him no, no no endorsements no here. no endorsements here his district is strangely shaped as well but know that it is near akron Okay, the last district I want to touch on is District 14, which is where I grew up near Lake County. Is that
0: my district too?
1: No, I don't know where your district is. You're gonna to have to look it up.
0: I probably should have done that in <laughs> preparation for this podcast, probably. so that's just fine. I'll look that up yeah. later, folks. We're all gonna be using these resources later to get ourselves for sure. Super your informed. fucking
1: pollingplace.com. I'm sure they'll do some sample ballots shit on. Oh, there too. I'm sure
0: they'll have resources.
1: Okay, so District 14, I just wanted to bring it up really quickly. So this is another one that I don't think is going to flip that is currently held by a Republican. There is a Democrat that is running against Dave Joyce, and it's Hillary O'Connor-Murray. What I like about her is that she's an attorney and an Iraq War veteran, which is a great combo to me.
0: Very marketable.
1: And I think she's cute.
0: Really? (laughs) Yeah, she's She's a snack. snack? Oh, yeah, she looks very sweet, very cute. I like her website. I like that she's got some actual information about herself on there.
1: Yeah, she's got some pictures of herself. Family pics. Oh, cute.
0: Catherine Heigel will play her in the movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could definitely redo this website. So, Hillary, Hillary, once again, plugging myself to help you out. I definitely think, I mean, if I lived in my hometown, I would be voting for Hillary for sure. Just because we love
0: her smile.
1: Just because we love her smile. And also, this Dave Joyce guy seems like a real freaking snooze. (laughs) Probably. You tell me on the snack scale. Where Republican Dave Joyce?
0: I'm not sure if he's a snack. If he were a snack, he's probably like a, a salt, like a, a way too salty Ritz cracker. For like sure. it's just not with
1: like maybe
0: mustard on it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what if I tell you this? Will it change your mind? He is a co-chair of the cannabis caucus.
0: Oh well, my employer might listen to this, so I don't know how I feel about that. But that's interesting. <laughs>
1: My, boss I have no knows about opinions. This.
0: I have no opinion on that except for read the tone. What the fuck? Shit, Dave.
1: I still like Hillary.
0: I think I'm still Team Hillary mm-hmm. too. She can probably get down. She can hang.
1: Not to be confused with Hillary Clinton. Oh
0: please. wait, ooh, is that going to be her downfall? <laughs> it could be. No, she's going to make a name for herself.
1: Okay, so all in all, we've talked we went on about this.
0: We've went on about this for a while now. I hope we've given you something useful something. to think about.
1: Honestly, just the takeaway is yeah. get out and vote.
0: Get out and vote. The Ohio primary is March 17th. Just a week away from right now as we're sitting here talking to you and just a few days away from when this podcast will come out and you will listen to it immediately and be ready because it's time to go vote Ohio. What, what? What was the name of that website? pollingplace.com. Go there. Ryan, I'm really never sure how to even start this with you but i know oh i have a good i have a good way you can do oh, it. oh okay how, how do you want it plug 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 give me that plug oh my god ryan that was beautiful it's
1: great it's, great. it's gonna have other words eventually but so far that's kind of what i'm working you're
0: on. writing like a theme song for the plug oh my gosh well i am just taking it back i don't even remember what i was gonna plug Oh,
1: completely caught you off guard. I'm
0: going to lose you now. They're going to be coming for you to take (laughs) you and make you a star. No, that was seriously beautiful, though. And that was the perfect way to start our plugs for the week. I was going to go first. So as I gather my thoughts, I'll tell you guys that this week I was going to plug a restaurant um, not on the west side, shockingly.
1: (laughs) Here we go. That's great. South Um, side.
0: South side. Yeah, I think would be most accurate. So this. I want to plug Tinker's Creek Tavern in Walton. It's actually technically in Walton Hills, Mm -hmm. but it's sort of like right in the middle of like Independence Valley v. Walton Hills, like where all those areas kind of Mm -hmm. converge. It's off of Canal Road on Tinker's Creek Road. And yes, it's this really nice you know, just sort of like American restaurant with um, a really rustic feel inside. And then they have a really cool patio on the back that overlooks Tinker's Creek and like some of the Cuyahoga Valley Valley National Park off of the canal. And I really like it because it's only about 10 minutes from my work. And anybody who works over in like Independence Valley View or all those areas, you tend to feel like really like, corporate all day and stifled and stuffy yeah it's not fun so I really enjoyed going there especially for lunch because it just felt like so it almost felt like a getaway and the food was really really good I've tried their Philly steak wrap which was delicious super cheesy mayo exactly what it should be I've also tried the fish fry which was pretty good but it was pretty classic fish fry And I think we all agreed when we went there this weekend that the absolute best thing are their French fries. Mm, mm -hmm. Like that delicious, like kind of crispy... But, but it's seasoned. Still, still tender inside, but yeah, it's it's seasoned, but it's seasoned lightly, and they're just Very damn good. good. I couldn't okay. stop eating these fries. So, you know, weather's going to start to turn any day now, and I, I definitely know I'm going to be going there mm-hmm. for lunch and, and for weekend patio times. Yeah,
1: but if you're on that patio, be careful. There's no guardrail. There's no
0: guardrail, <laughs> which Tinker's Creek is like, I mean, it's a creek. Like, you're fine. Like, if you fell, but you know, there's rocks and stuff. If you fell off of that drunk.
1: <laughs> we both just know, I think, like, drunk people people where it's we're like happen. we're like at the art museum by all the art we're like <laughs> someone's gonna drunkenly walk into this yes and then at tinkers creek someone's gonna drunkenly just fall, fall off i'm ledge. sure it's
0: happened i'm certain it's happened we didn't ask but i would not be shocked at all but yeah tinkers creek tavern walton hills ohio delicious grub mm. view.
1: my plug was also from this weekend
0: yes we, we tend to plug things that we've just done recently. sure shocking. yeah
1: and it's a coffee shop yes. in Brooklyn near the Buckland Museum of Witchcraft and Magic. And it's called Coffee, Coffee, Coffee.
0: Coffee, Coffee, Coffee. Coffee, coffee,
1: coffee! I'd never heard of it. Didn't know what to expect. Didn't
0: even know it existed.
1: Based on the Google picks, though, it looked really light-filled and, like, kind of hipster-y. So I was like, okay, probably going to be overpriced great coffee. I'm down <laughs> for that. So we just walked there. It was, like, r- pretty close, right around the corner. And, yes, it was indeed a hipstery coffee shop. There were <laughs> hipsters on their computers in the windows drinking yes. their coffee. But more importantly, there was delicious coffee options on the menu, not just basic stuff, some, like, flavor or, like, different type of, like, milks going on. We had oat milk situation. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: They had plenty of options, like, regardless of whatever kind of dietary thing you might be doing or, you know, trying out, whatever. Everybody's doing that. I had the cold brew with chocolate milk in it. It was called, like, the Rocket, I think. Mm -hmm. It was delicious. Plenty of delicious, like, really super creamy chocolate milk in there. Mm, That sounds great. The other thing we loved was the bakery. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say. The pastries are great. We had this toaster strudel meets a... Pop-Tart. Pop-Tart. It looked
0: like a big pink Pop-Tart. But it had a consistency more like a toaster strudel mm-hmm. or a pastry, cross between the two. It was delicious. Delicious.
1: Yeah, so I would recommend their bakery just based on that. I know that you had what was a mango
0: guava mango guava muffin, and it was sort of like a cornbread type vibe going on. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the there was like a compote in the middle, which was a little bit sweet. Like I, I would I would have shared it more, uh, but if we hadn't had so much bakery in our hands. So, yes, uh, we really loved Coffee, Coffee, Coffee. It's also a bike shop. Don't forget, there was a yes. bike shop going on, and they had plants for sale in the back. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of shit going on. You should just check it out after you go to the Buckland Museum.
1: For sure, yeah. If you need your bike tuned or if you need something fixed. It looked like people were, like, oh my gosh. like fixing other people's oh bikes. You
0: could drop off your bike to be fixed. You could get a coffee. You could go to the Buckland Museum while your bike is being fixed, and then go back, get your bike, buy a plant, put it in the basket... Drive your ass home. Wow. There's your day. Beautiful. I just planned your day. Done. Plugged.
1: Okay. We've had a
0: great time this week. It's been a little crazy, and we're so happy that you guys hung on for the ride.
1: Yes, if you're still listening to this. Is <laughs> anyone <laughs> After all listening? we've talked about.
0: If you are listening to this, could you do us a favor? Could you, like, maybe share the podcast? You could like it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Subscribe to it. Maybe write us a little review. I don't know. Or
1: just leave a star
0: rating is fine, too. You could even just write a review that's just, like, one word. It could just be amazing. amazing. Yeah. Perfect. That's what you should write. You don't even have to put that much work into it. We just did it for you.
1: Yeah. You could go detail too, just saying, like, we already gave you an idea of something to
0: put. So you could say something like, Totally totally amazing.
1: Totally amazing.
0: We'll appreciate it no matter what you write. And we love you for listening. And we've had a great time this week. And we'll see you next time. And we'll see See you you in in Cleveland. Cleveland.